Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, a certified financial planner and founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. We love feedback, and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes, and help us promote the podcast. And also, subscribing to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Let the financial fun begin. You know, it's January 2021. And I kind of like this time frame because we're talking about how to thrive in 2021. And it's nice to not be saddled with the New Year's resolutions thing. I I think for a lot of people that are thinking about their stuff late December, early January, statistically anyway, they say that most people have given up on their resolutions by about this time, about three weeks into the year. So I'm glad that we're past that. So we're not calling these resolutions or something like that, uh, or even goals for 2021. This is really more of a mindset of how do we get through 2021, knowing that for a lot of people, they came out of 2020 feeling discouraged to let down whatever emotions you want to use for that. It was a challenging year. There at least were things that were challenging about 2020 for a lot of us personally, but also globally, politically, lots of different stuff that were just curveballs, things that we didn't count on. And a lot of those things like the pandemic, for example, we probably would have chosen not to have that be part of our year. If we're counting on our circumstances to get better in 2021, and believe me, I'm an optimist. I do tend to think that things work themselves out over time. They always have in the past, and I think they always will in the future. But if we are counting on our life circumstances or politics or kind of the global environment, things to get better for us to feel happy, for us to feel satisfied about our lives, our businesses, and so forth, that's not a good strategy because we can't control a lot of that stuff. In fact, I would say most things we have no control over, we really just have control over how we react to things and really our mindset going into the year. So my unique perspective is that I've had the last 22 years as a financial planner, and really that's been a front row seat into people's financial situations and their lives and their businesses. And I'd have to be a pretty poor observer or financial planner to not recognize that there are patterns of success and there are patterns of failure. There are things that people do that uh, you know kind of sabotage their own success, and there's things that other people do that lead them to be very successful. That's not to say that there aren't individual things that we can uh, just blow past. Right, there are certain circumstances people find themselves in that can make it easier or tougher. That being said, though, there still are patterns of success and patterns of failure. So I've also had the unique opportunity to be part of Tony Robbins' group, uh, his Platinum Partnership group, in that we've actually been able to interact with him individually, uh, one-on-one. I've gotten to meet him several times, actually been to one of his homes, um, uh, you know, and I met him and his wife. So pretty unique opportunity because really Tony is more of a business strategist. And way back when he started, which is over 40 years ago, now he started out as a probably more of a life coach or a motivational speaker. A lot of times people think of him as that. But really over the years, he's morphed into more of a business strategist and life strategist more than a speaker. So I've had the opportunity to interact with him and a lot of business owners and people that kind of surround themselves uh, with people like Tony. Um, And so it's been kind of interesting because some of the most successful business owners in the country, I've been able to actually visit with them, talk to them about what it was that made them successful 
and almost always, once in a while, people get lucky and they, they inherit a family business or something like that. But in most circumstances, people kind of started from nothing and they built what they have today. Same thing with individual personal financial situations. Most of the people I talked to were not given a whole bunch of money. They were not given uh, you know a big business or property or something like that. They actually started from nothing. They started poor. And I think that's actually a great way to start because it builds an awful lot of financial character. I say the term financial character because I think of that as really us making decisions that are hard, making us really tougher as we go through these different circumstances, kind of forcing us to kind of use the strategies, use the experience of other people, of course, trial and error on our own part too, but really go out and be very, very resourceful to not get stuck in that situation because it's good to start poor, but it's probably not good to be poor forever. And really, that's one of our aims here on the Wiser Financial Advisor, certainly is learning from each other and learning from people who have been really successful before us. So today, we're going to cover five to thrive in 2021. Number one is winter is our season. What I mean by that is that there are seasons of the year and you know it's winter time right now weather-wise at least in the northern hemisphere and there are seasons in the world right with weather and economically in the United States at least and I think in most countries we are clearly in winter time and that's a tough time period to get through certainly a lot of businesses a lot of individuals struggled in 2020 as we went from fall or autumn uh, where things were great I would call that January February of 2000 2020, really the market, the economy were just humming along great. Unemployment was really low, GDP was high, earnings were good. All the projections that I was looking at anyway and that I was making was that 2020 was shaping up to be a very good year, at least from a forecast standpoint. And then boom, you know, pandemic hit, COVID-19 hit, and really almost within days, certainly weeks, we went from being in one of the best economies that we've ever had to one of the worst economies that we've ever had. So there are seasons of the year, seasons of the economy. In wintertime, that's when a lot of character does get built. There's really something to appreciate about every season. One of the reasons I like living in Colorado is that we do get seasons. We actually have every season of the year from 100 degree plus weather in the summertime to sub-zero temperatures in the wintertime. And sometimes those shifts happen very, very quickly. But one of the cool things about wintertime is you get to go do some stuff that you can't do in the summer, right? You get to go skiing, you get to go sledding, get to go ice skating. Sometimes maybe even the, the lakes and ponds and things actually freeze up. They certainly do up in the mountains. And there are some things that we can really appreciate about wintertime because of the enjoyment of it. But also biologically, there are good reasons for wintertime in that it actually makes the trees, the plants, the crops, all those things. It makes all those things actually stronger by going through wintertime. So really, I think going into the expectation that winter can be our season and that we can actually use it to propel ourselves and be very, very successful on the other end, because eventually spring does come. There's never been a time where economically we've just stayed in winter forever. Eventually, the spring comes and there start to be some green shoots that pop up and it starts to warm up and ultimately it ends up going into summer and fall. And that's when all the the enjoyment of the profits and the economy is kind of cranking. The unemployment rates go back down. We go through these cycles over and over. And throughout my career, over 22 years, we've had you know some really nasty recessions, three really, really bad ones that I can remember. Uh, certainly one of those is the one that we're in right now. One of those certainly would be the financial crisis back in 2008, 2009. And then early on in my career, I started doing this in 99. 
and the dot-com crash in the year 2000, followed by 9-11 in 2001, and then followed by 2002, where we had some accounting scandals with uh, Arthur Anderson, and it really had called into question whether the financial system was legitimate or not. Uh, there were some big companies, WorldCom being one of them, Enron being one of them, that actually ended up going down as a result because they essentially were cooking the books. They were not being honest with their financial reporting, and it kind of looked like there were companies that were aiding and abetting that process. So it really shook the markets and really shook a lot of people's confidence in kind of the marketplace, the the United States certainly, and even globally, really what the accounting standards were there for. Ultimately, if we kind of look back through history, even further back, you look at some of the greatest companies that we use today, right? We use their products and services and so forth. One that comes to mind, one of my favorite companies just personally is Walt Disney. And Disney actually started back in 1929, which would have been really looking back one of the worst times to possibly start a business if somebody was planning it out because right on the eve uh, when Walt Disney started that company it was right on the eve of the Great Depression in the 1930s. So very very tough environment that he built that company from nothing. Again he started from nothing and he built it up and obviously it's a mega worldwide company today. But he started in 1929. On the other end, 10 years later, in 1939, I have a soft place in my heart for Hewlett Packard because that's actually where I spent about 10 years of my early career working with HP employees, working with those folks in the high-tech world because I was actually part of their credit union and was involved in a lot of the financial education, a lot of one-on-one meetings with those people and in group settings as well. It was a very fun environment. We actually got to be on the Hewlett Packard sites um, at the time. And, you know, that's kind of gone now that those are uh, days past. I don't think companies really do that anymore. But at the time, we actually got to be on the site and work right alongside the employees. So it was a pretty fun environment. But 1939, Hewlett Packard was formed originally. And the fun part about that is that they actually partnered up with Walt Disney and they actually provided some products that were involved in some of Walt Disney's earliest movies, his earliest animated films. There are a lot of examples of companies like that that were born in recessions. And certainly there are a lot of companies that die in recessions. And we can go through a whole slew of those. There have been certainly some that have died in, in 2020 you know, through this recession, just a dramatic, dramatic shift. So it's important to remember that winter is our season. And it's very, very important to recognize that the seasons are not there to hurt us. They're actually there to be able to use to our advantage and also to build our own character, our own strength, both as individuals and also as companies. Uh, number two, five to thrive. But number two is remember who you are. Ultimately, we are all leaders. You are a leader and I am a leader. And leaders don't wait around until the environment changes. They make stuff happen. Ultimately, they take action. And you know the tough part is when you're in a period of uncertainty, it can be very, very easy or very, uh, you know, it could just be the default. We kind of hunker down, we kind of pull back and say, well, I'm just going to wait this thing out. So leaders make things happen. They do something. And of course, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to learn from them and they're going to try something else. And they're going to try something else and try something else until they succeed. And ultimately, that's what leaders do is they step up. They look for opportunities where they can add value. And that's going to be really not only opportunities within companies, but us as individuals. We can serve other people. We can be contributing. Even after people retire, you know, sometimes I find that that's a mistake that some people make is they kind of view retirement as, oh, I've, I've worked all this time. Now I'm just going to kind of go sit and relax and rest. 
to me, that doesn't end up being a very successful retirement. Observing a lot of people, they don't end up being very happy if that's what they end up doing because they were kind of getting a lot of their their social interaction and their challenge and their growth out of their career oftentimes. And so if they don't find something to replace that with, even in retirement, and albeit it's more challenging right now probably because for a lot of people, especially if they're older, they're trying to distance and so forth. There may not be as many other opportunities for them to get out there. Nonetheless, though, it's an opportunity for us to step up as leaders, remembering our purpose. Ultimately, that's to be able to grow and to contribute in this world. Certainly as business owners, our job is to create raving fans, both internally and externally. In other words, internally in our teams, our employees, the people that we're working with, and also externally, our customers, our clients. Those are the folks that we are really there for because if they're not there, we're not going to make any money. The revenue only comes because we've got customers or clients that are trusting us with whatever it is that we're doing as business owners. So it's there, we're there to add more value to these people's lives and more that they could possibly expect. Ultimately, that is our mission to do that. Number three, adaptability quotient. You may have heard of IQ, intelligence quotient. And one thing that Charles Darwin found when he was studying evolution is that he found that the things that actually ended up evolving or thriving or surviving really over time are the things that are the most adaptable, not the strongest uh, creatures and plants and things like that. But they have actually been the the plants, the uh, the living things, in other words, that have been the most adaptable to their environment. Because, of course, difficult circumstances have been here forever. Since the beginning of time, there have been difficult circumstances, even ecologically. And so that's how we've actually continued on over time is the fact that people and uh, creatures and you know life in general is very adaptable or it dies. So it's important that we be very adaptable in whatever environment we find ourselves in. We've got to be able to pivot. We've got to be able to change quickly when the conditions change, and especially when things are really nasty, like a pandemic or something like uh, we've seen in this economy in the last year. I can't tell you how many times that I've talked to different business owners, and there have been a bunch of people, of course, that have really suffered. Their business has been uh, tough, and some people have even lost businesses. They've gone bankrupt as a result of 2020 and the changing business environment that they found themselves in. But just as often, the more people that I talked to, they say, you know what, 2020 was the best year ever. We've actually had our best year ever business-wise. And thankfully, I can say Keystone Financial Services, my wealth management firm, actually did have its best year ever in 2020. And certainly didn't start out that way. <laughs> in uh, in the spring of 2020, it was pretty scary uh, when we saw the market drop 30% within a matter of almost days, right, that we saw that kind of a pullback. It didn't look like it was going to be a very good year. But of course, things ended well. Um, Things came back, and of course, uh, we know that the the um, you know businesses that actually ended up being the most adaptable, and we were one of those. Certainly, we had to change really quickly how we did things, but ultimately, we were able to take care of our clients, create value, and to do really, really well, both for our existing clients and also brought in a lot of people on board as well. So, adaptability quotient very, very important. That we're all very adaptable. We're all willing to change and grow through that. A lot of times change forces us to grow and it also creates other opportunities that we never even thought of. So uh, certainly we can say that as a business. I can save that for a whole other podcast because we've found a lot of learnings. There have been a lot of good things that
that have come out of 2020, uh, things that we wouldn't have even thought of as far as how we do business. And now we figured out, hey, there's a better way. It's just that it was kind of thrust upon us. And many other businesses, of course, found the same thing. Number uh, four, actually, is CANI, C-A-N-I, all caps, C-A-N-I, and CANI stands for Constant and Never-Ending Improvement. And I say this because we're really dealing with all areas of our lives and business when we think about Kanai or constant and never-ending improvement. There's always some value in taking a look, taking a step back, again, looking at New Year's resolutions, looking at a year or a decade, even of our lives, because it gives us perspective when we go through life, I think there's so many different areas that we could focus on. And and sometimes things get lopsided in our lives or even businesses. Sometimes a business gets too focused on sales. Sometimes a, a business gets too focused on a certain product or service. Sometimes as individuals, we could get too focused on fitness or too focused on learning. It could even be that we're too sucked into the news media and things that are going on. That can end up being pretty lopsided. If you imagine kind of a wheel, if you imagine a wheel and you imagine that that wheel is round and you know smooth and so forth, that actually would be a pretty smooth ride down the road. But if you had a wheel that was not round and maybe it was really jagged and, and choppy, that would not be a very smooth ride. So imagine the different spokes of the wheel being the different areas of your life or in your business and think about that, that we could be looking at our physical health, our spiritual health, our relationships. Just personally, we could be looking at all these areas. And if all those areas are kind of balanced out, that means it's probably a fairly smooth ride. When those things get really jagged or when we don't take care of our health, for example, that really can impact everything, everything else in our lives if we don't put some focus there, put enough focus there relative to the other areas. As a business, I can say the same thing. If we're just focused on sales or marketing or uh, or the finances or just one area, it's probably going to be a choppy Ride. So very, very important, constant and never-ending improvement. I can tell you from a personal standpoint that happy retirees, people that are no longer working, they're busy, they're learning, they're growing, they're contributing, they're still finding ways out there that they can kind of use the life that they've got left. And hopefully they're, they're many, many years down the road and it's a very high quality of life, but really if you're not dead, you still have a purpose. You know, I think God still has a purpose for all of us. If we're above ground, then we still have a purpose. And there's a way that we can go out there and impact other people and continue to grow. The other thing that we need to be very, very cautious of is being the gatekeeper of our own minds, being very careful about what we're allowing into our heads, because there are 17 negative news stories for every one positive news story. I've seen studies like that several times that kind of attribute the same thing is that the news media, because of the nature of what they do, they're going to be negative. It doesn't matter if it's conservative or liberal, either one, they're going to be more negative simply because that's what we as as humans are kind of drawn to. It's more sensational. It's more interesting. And so unfortunately, if that's all we're doing is watching the news, it's probably going to be a negative experience for us because it's going to seem like the world is a really bad place. I refuse to believe that there are actually 17 times more bad things happening in the world than good things. Again, being the gatekeeper of our own minds. And then the last thing, ultimately, number five is proximity is power. For those of you who remember Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn was kind of the Tony Robbins of the 1970s. And in fact, Tony actually learned under Jim. Jim was his mentor. And he said one of the best quotes I've ever heard from him is that you are, or we, you know, I'm in that category, right? You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I'm going to say that again. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. When you think about that, it's true, isn't it? 
it's true that the five people that we spend the most time with, they have a lot of influence over us and we have a lot of influence over them. So we want to be able to surround ourselves ultimately with people that lift us up, they challenge us, they inspire us. Does that mean that we shouldn't hang out with our family or friends? Let's say that you know that's not who we want to be. Let's say that those are negative influences or maybe just not empowering influences on us. No, it's not that we just throw those people out of our lives. But it is important to be very, very choosy about those five people and make sure that those are people that are actually inspiring us and, again, challenging us as well to grow and to get out there and contribute in the world. So ultimately, these are five things that I'm focusing on and certainly have focused on this last year. In other words, you kind of look back and say, well, how did you get through 2020? What did you do last year to get through it? Those are the five main areas. And I would challenge you to think about these areas in your life or in your business or your church, whatever it is that you've got influence over. Think about that for 2021 and recognize that it's not about your life circumstances. It's not about the stock market. It's not about the economy. It's not about politics. It's not about the global environment that we can't have a lot of control over. Certainly, do we have influence? Absolutely. There are ways that we can go out there and influence the world and be able to contribute and help. It's not to let us completely off the hook. But when we think about it, what can we control? Ultimately, it's our own decisions about how we feel. Ultimately, we have control over our own emotions and how we can change um, our own life and the people around us by who we become through that process. So it's really, really important to think about that proximity as power and thinking about those people we surround ourselves with, being careful about what we're allowing in our, into our own minds, and really seeing 2021 as an opportunity, not as something to be afraid of. That's it for today. I hope you got some value out of that. If you appreciate the Wiser Financial Advisor Show, I, I sure do. It's been good for me, and it's a great way for me to be able to get out there and communicate with clients and other folks that I care about. But if you care about some folks that you think should be listening to this, feel free to pass this on. Feel free to pass on the podcast. We're getting new downloads all the time and new subscribers. So please subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify or whatever it is that you use for your podcast service. Make sure to hit subscribe and certainly help us get the word out because really this is about helping people. This is about making a contribution to people that need to hear this message because really one decision, one action that somebody takes can make a massive difference both on their lives and other people's lives. I hope this has been helpful for you. Have a wonderful week and God bless. The opinions voiced in the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with host Josh Nelson are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through Keystone Financial Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor.